world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed on this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. I woke up this morning and my spirit man was already jogging. <laughs> you might know what I'm talking about. The crazy thing happened. I woke up. I didn't even tell myself this. I woke up at 3.33 and went back to sleep. And I got a digital clock right beside my bed, right? 3.33. And then I went back to sleep and I woke up at 4.44. And my my uh, my little spirit man has been on a... Uh, uh, been like a, a boxer sparring. I mean, I've been I've been in a workout for a couple hours. So uh, bear with me today if I'm a little bit saucy. It's something really, really brewing inside of me. Uh, God bless y'all. Uh, I apologize. I don't have a cough button. I happen to listen uh, uh, to yesterday's podcast, and I'm I hack all. The, I I'm sorry. They tried to set up a cough button for me so that I could hit the button when I did it. Maybe I'll start just muting myself. But I, I apologize for all the hacking and going on. I thank again Paul Goslin for getting me good medicine and getting over this thing. I feel good, everything, but I still got a still got a little bit of a hey. I'm a I'm a scratchy guy anyway, right? I mean, come on, I got a raspy coach's voice, so I guess that uh, chronic laryngitis is kind of always with me. But just bear with me, and I, again, I apologize. Hacking in your ear, I listen to that sometimes. I thought, man, that sounds awful. Rush Limbaugh wouldn't do that, right? He'd have a cough button. But try to get one. Man, a lot of crazy stuff going on. I want to, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. We were talking before. Maybe somebody can dig this up for me real quickly while we're here. Find a scripture. um, Broad is the way and narrow is the gate. Because I wrote a commentary today that I want to get into, which was really nothing. It was a a takeoff on on what the Holy Spirit, I think, anyway, the Holy Spirit dumped into me yesterday regarding uh, Christianity. I wrote a commentary today called, uh, I don't even know what the title of it is, that Christianity has been hijacked. Christianity has been hijacked, folks. Hijacked. See, what do you mean? Well, is, does, does the Christianity that we practice today in any way, shape, or form represent or resemble the, the does it resemble at all the first century church? Hey, do me a real quick uh, job here, Johnny, if you can. I'm going to ask you to pull up a scripture. Wait, hey, stay right there a minute. Enter ye into the straight gate. Huh? For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go therein. We are preaching a broad gate Christianity. We are preaching an all-inclusive Christianity. Folks, that is anathema to the Bible. Many are called, few are chosen. Yes, all who will come. But he tells us right here, ain't everybody coming. They're not all coming. And because we don't understand or appreciate the gift of salvation that Jesus Christ, God Almighty, before the eons of time, would have, for whatever reason, has, has made you open to receive the gospel. What an unbelievable, probably the greatest honor of your life, and you don't even know it. We don't even recognize it as such. It's like, I don't know, it's like getting body paint, right? Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, too. Let me, let me tattoo me. No, no, no. It's an all-consuming lifestyle that's going to bring you conflict. How do I know? We'll go to Hebrews 11. Go to Hebrews 11. The Faith Hall of Fame. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought everybody got in. Well, huh? Huh? 
No, uh-uh. no, no. Keep on going. I, I could, I'm not going to go down to about verse 11. See what we find about verse 11. For it says, for time would not allow me. Keep going. Keep going. Keep, come, keep going. By faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. Keep going. Telling all these guys, all these things that went through. Huh? What has? Stay right there. And what shall more shall I say? Hey, friends, this is in the Bible. <laughs> all right. For the times it would fail me to tell you about Gideon and Barak, Barak and Samson and of Jephthah and of David and Samson and of other prophets and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms. Time out a minute. I'm going to swear. What the hell does that mean? Subdued kingdoms. Who did? Well, he wouldn't have tell you. don't have time to tell you who they were. They wrought righteous. Wrought? Hey, Johnny, quick on the switch. What's wrought? What's wrought righteousness? They wrought it. It doesn't just seem like it just showed up. They wrought it. Wrought. Worked. Formed by work or labor. Affected. Performed. Produced. Huh? What? That's not what they tell us in church. They produced righteousness. They wrought the great confusion in unbelieving Jews. They affected, they produced as a great change was wrought in his mind. It's a, it's a picture of a conquering. Go back to Hebrews. I'm, I, I told you I've been running for two hours my little spirit man. They wrought righteousness. They obtained promises. They stopped the mouths of lions. That's life now, Joel Osteen would tell you. Purpose-driven life, Rick Warren would tell you. Seven keys to seven ways to be seven times happier, somebody else would tell you. They quenched the violence of fire. They escaped from the edge of the sword. Dudes' lives were on the line here. Out of weakness, they became strong. They waxed valiant. What's it? There's another good word, Johnny. Valiant. They waxed valiant in fight. Valiant. Val. I like. I want. I like that word. I like that word. Valiant. I a n t. Uh-uh. V a l c. He can't even spell it because we don't even use it anymore. Valiant. Valiant. Primarily strong, vigorous in body, brave, courageous, intrepid in danger, performed with valor. Last sermon you had on this one. Hmm? Last sermon you have. Go on, Johnny. Going back to Hebrews. Huh? Oh, yeah. They quenched the valley, waxed valiant. Oh, man. They turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Who are the aliens? Who are the aliens? All those people were being told to love into the kingdom. This show them love, Coach Day. They called them aliens. Armies of them. Who are we talking about here? These, these brave Christians. And women received their dead raised to life again. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? They saw people raised from the dead. The Betty. Others were tortured. Not accepting deliverance. See, they could have pled guilty and got off. And they said, I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to plead guilty. They were tortured. And they wouldn't take the easy way out. Because they knew that they were going to obtain a better resurrection because they knew that in book of revelation it tells us that the fearful and unbelieving go first the cowards go first you are least like christ when you're cowardly and others the others they didn't tell us who they were 
had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yea, moreover, bonds thrown in prison. They were stoned. They were sown asunder. Hey, Johnny, there's a good word for you. What's asunder? They were sawn asunder. I love the Bible. I love the words of the Bible. Sawn asunder in two parts. Separately. They were sewn into parts like you would do a chicken. Wow. They were tempted. Slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskins, being destitute. destitute. They were afflicted. They were tormented. By the way, of whom the world was not worthy. They weren't living their best life now, were they? Their purpose-driven life. Seven steps to be seven times wealthy in seven days. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, all of them, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. What what was the promise? Well, why didn't they receive the promise? Because God, having provided some better thing for us, that in this relay race, they cannot finish till we run ours. You see that? God, having provided some better thing for us, that they, without us, can't cross the finish line. They're waiting for us to pick up our swords, for us to get sown asunder, for us to be tempted, for us to be slain. Oh, Jesus got a wonderful plan for your life, they tell us in modern American Christianity. Oh, my goodness. Somebody say, this is good, Coach, because it is. It's, this is really good, man. This is really good. Huh? That's right, Jenny. He's still dead in the ground <laughs> until either the first or second resurrection. Well, I... I that's going to get me going a whole nother direction, right? In a whole nother direction. So if you don't mind, I'd like to read what I wrote today and ask you to share it with everybody. I, I, this, this happened to me the other day. It's happened to me twice this week. Just driving down the road. Here's a good test for you today, folks. Just driving down the road. I, was, I don't know where I was going. doesn't matter. And all of a sudden, I started counting churches. Churches. You know they're everywhere? Do you guys know that in your town, there are churches everywhere? And do you know this? That for the most part, you probably don't know anything about it. You don't know who the pastor is. You don't know people who go there. You don't know what their belief is. You don't know anything about them. But there are little small businesses on every corner. Somebody say amen. Amen. Mm. And we're all supposed to be body of Christ. I, I don't know about you. Uh, if I lost my arm, I'd know it was missing. How can you be part of a body if you're not connected to it? Right? Not connected. And so part of our problem is we don't know how to connect. We're disjointed. So the Holy Spirit prompted me yesterday to write this commentary that I want to share with you. Okay? I, I know, listen, good, good radio is not reading. But it's, it's important I do it. What did I title it, Johnny? What did I title it? The Hijacking of Christianity. I spoke about it a little bit yesterday, but I'll, let me walk you through this, all right? I think I think it's really, really important. And again, I'm sorry that sometimes I don't look like I'm talking to you when I'm talking. There's a screen up here. I'm reading off the screen. I hate people who don't look at me when they talk to me. I apologize. Bear with me. Modern Christianity bears very little resemblance to the Christianity that one will find in the book of Acts. By the way, we just read about it in Hebrews, didn't we? The true forerunners of this thing that we call Christianity would have had a hard time recognizing what is practiced in most of American Christendom today. The dudes we read about in the first century church probably wouldn't even be welcome in most American congregations today. In fact, they were so radical that they were accused by the Romans, they were accused by their enemy of 
having turned the world upside down. Who? These guys we just read about in Hebrews. Their enemies said, these guys, are they're causing a riot here. Like it or not, much of the Bible is a war manual replete with historical battles and a litany of strategies that have been employed against the forces of darkness in the battle for truth and justice. The book of Acts, a period of only 33 years. Did you guys know that? That the entire book of Acts is only written over 33 years. Relates the heroism of scores of saints who gave up their lives for the advancement of the kingdom of God. In fact, John the Baptist, who lost his head for calling the king's wife a slut, garnered the attention of his cousin Jesus, and Jesus called John the greatest man ever born unto a woman. Think about that. What did what what did what did John do? That Jesus said, wow, that's the greatest guy ever. Well, John the Baptist, knowing he was going to lose his head, went and confronted evil. The king, no less. Evidently, despite what your Sunday school teacher taught you, Jesus was a very intolerant man. It cost him his life. No one comes to the Father except through me, he said. Jesus was the ultimate, my way, or the highway kind of guy. He surrounded himself with rough men. You guys understand that? You understand the 12 disciples, what those guys were? They were outcasts of society as well because they were gruff, hard men. He didn't go to the universities looking for the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the well-educated who could do hermeneutics. But see, that's not the message we hear streaming out of the pulpit of the new nicer-than-Jesus pastor of today. Today, being judgmental is the gravest of all sins. Oh, just ask your average passive churchgoer who believes that love is the only attribute of Christianity that is worthy of advancing. Vinny, that would be a boom if I was booming. That's the only quality of Christianity that you're allowed to advance is love. That's all. That's the only one. Boom. Meanwhile, truth's under assault everywhere you look. How'd this happen? Well, we're all products of our teachers. Everything you know in your life, you learn from another person. How to walk, talk, eat, behave. We're all modeled for us by a person of influence in our lives. Teachers are influencers, and Jude, by the way, the half-brother of Jesus, warned us. Love, I gave all diligence to write of you. The common salvation is needful for me to write and do and exhort you. You should earnestly contend for the faith, for there are certain men crept in unaware, and they've changed the gospel. He warned us. So did John F. Kennedy, by the way. We're opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covert means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice. Somebody say amen out there. Say, I see those guys. Amen. I know who those people are. Boom. Amen. Has Christianity been subverted through infiltration? Isn't that what Jude warned us of? Evil men crept in unaware? You see, the invention of cable satellite TV ushered in a different gospel. Scroll down, please. Prosperity preachers were piped into America's homes with a gospel of self-enhancement. No longer was the faith of our fathers or that old-time religion the foundation upon which Christianity was built. No, 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 no. Instead of honoring the command of Psalm 18 to teach it to our children, the new Christianity focused more on the purpose-driven life, your best life now, in the popularization of a costless Christianity of easy believism where Christ died to make one healthy, wealthy, and wise. Sort of a Christian version of poor Richard's almanac. Anybody with me out there? Ah, oh, this is so good, isn't it? Oh, this is so good. And a whole generation of America's pastors have been influenced by the likes of Kenneth Copeland and Oral Roberts. They left the L off his name. Rick Warren, Joel Osteen, Bill Hybels, TD Fakes. Celebrity pastors with worldwide followings. 
And the poor local church has been crushed by these mega pastors, mega churches, where faithful men of God have been struggling in small fellowships to fight back against the life enhancement gospel billowing out of the mega churches with multi campuses rivaling those of Sam Walton's Walmarts. Dale Socia is trying to spread the gospel, and Tom Gill's trying to do the gospel, and Tim Tuber gets thrown out of the church because he's preaching the, the real gospel, and Clint. Clint Harper's doing the best. Uh, they're good ones out there, but they're being crushed by these mega pastors and these mega churches because why? We like tickling ears. We like to hear things that make us feel good, not feel bad. There's silence in the face of our nation's cultural rot. Who? These, these, these big mega churches. Their silence in the face of nation's cultural rot is treasonous to God. Christians are least like Christ when they're cowards. Meanwhile, as these churches expand and we've got a campus here and a campus here and a campus here and a campus here, meanwhile, Christianity is illegal in the public schools. Have you noticed that, Pastor? Christians are locked in gulags for defending the preborn in the Constitution. Young children are mutilated in the name of diversity. Libraries hold story hours glorifying sexual deviance. Doctors poison patients in the name of medical care. Boy, this is good, isn't it? Churches bow obediently to the edicts and mandates of Lucifer-serving government officials. American Christianity has been hijacked. The soul of the earth, that first century guys we just read about. The soul of the earth has been cast out and spiritual diabetes has replaced the salt. Luciferian left has hijacked America. They warned us they would, right? Government, schools, media, entertainment, family, and the church have all been infiltrated and are under the control of the forces of darkness. Jesus told us to occupy, not pacify. Christians have become so passive. The modern American church has been blown off course, focusing on the end times rather than the present times. Somebody give me three amens there, will you? Will somebody give me three amens there? Amen, amen, amen. It's the Holy Spirit. Focusing on the end times rather than the present times has caused the body of Christ to go limp. A once Christian laden land of the free and home of the brave is gasping for air. And only a Holy Spirit revival in the heart of American Christian males can resuscitate the rotting corpse of the body of Christ. Most pastors are afraid of manly men. Look around you. Are there any gritty, gritty men in your passive church? Does your pastor go the other way when he sees you coming? Is testosterone even celebrated? Would John the Baptist be welcomed or would he be too aggressive for the estrogen-laden pastor and his cadre of yes-men on his elder board? Amen. Faith of our fathers, men who turned the world upside down. <laughs> Give me a break. Women, sorry, and men who act like women rule the roost. Too many hens, not enough roosters. Testosterone scares more pastors than COVID. Somebody call the cops. American church has been hijacked. Boom. That is a boom, boom isn't it? Is that ever a boom? Amen. What do you think, Brett's that a boom, Brett? Huh? Brett, as you travel around the you travel around America, are you saying are you seeing testosterone laden men of God? Are you running into me where Brett? No way, coach. Boom. Oh. They flee. Yeah, they're fleeing, right? Huh? They're building campuses. They're, they're, they're raising up church. I am not making this up, folks. Churches are having multi-campuses. It's like Walmart, Church Mart. It's called Church Mart. 
And people are wandering off. You got hardworking guys, hardworking. I can name 10 of them. Hardworking pastors are doing everything they can to be faithful to the gospel and having their people stolen from them by mega churches. Where people can go sit and be anonymous and not have anything required of them and get fed real good like they went to a smorgasbord, come home and go live their lives and come back and make no impact on anything around them. That, that'd be a great amen right there. That'd be a really good place to amen. 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 Retail religion, Dave. Retail religion. Pull up, uh, says another gospel. Pull that up there. What is the gospel, by the way? What is the gospel? I'm going to let you get in here in a minute. I just, I got, I told you, I've been jogging in my sleep. Paul said, where is this? Uh, Galatians. Are you listening? Are you guys listening? Paul said, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ into another gospel. You mean there's another one? <laughs> there's a lot of them. <laughs> there are a lot of them. There's a gospel of submission, gospel of love, <laughs> gospel of who am I to judge? There's all kinds of them. Gospel, by the way, just means good news. Just mean, see, I'm not talking about the four gospels. It's a different gospel. Who are you to judge? That's a different gospel. Hmm? We're not supposed to mix religion and politics. That's a different gospel. <laughs> we just read the book. We just read in Hebrews what those guys did. We read in Acts that the government said, whoa, these guys are turning the world upside. That's a different gospel, isn't it? Which is not another. Let's start again. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of God into another gospel, which is not another one. But there be some some that trouble you and would pervert, pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or any angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, uh, which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Wow. <laughs> if that death angel started running through the American church, even in the score, boy, there'd be a lot of people dropping over. Good place to say amen. And we said before, and we say again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, damn him. So the question becomes, what is the gospel? And boy, that'd be a fun test to have all of us tell us what the gospel is. But I see, I think the message that is most important, it's the same, uh, it's the same message. I couldn't find it. Maybe somebody can out there, Myra. Maybe you can. Somebody right now, it just popped into my brain. The John the Baptist, the forerunner, and Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, both preached the gospel of a kingdom. Both of them. Uh, John the Baptist said uh, the gospel of the kingdom, and then Jesus was the king. It wasn't a gospel of salvation. It wasn't a gospel of mercy. It wasn't a gospel of what, whatever. self. It wasn't that gospel. Those are all different gospels. He preached that there's a new king in town. There's a new king. And and just after 400 years, after 400 years of silence between the Old and the New Testament, the book of Malachi said, I'll turn the hearts of the fathers of the children, hearts of the children to the father, lest I smite, uh, smite the earth with a curse. What happens 400 years later? John the Baptist wrote, shines up and he's preaching. Huh? And Jesus, Matthew 4, 23, thanks. And Jesus went about the Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. There's the gospel. What's the gospel? There's a king. He rules and reigns over everything, and you are under his control and command. That's the gospel of the kingdom. And this gospel of the kingdom 
shall be preached into all the world for a witness, unto all nations. And then the end shall come. Has the gospel of the kingdom been preached into all nations? Or have we been preaching some other gospel into the nations? Oh, I'm going to make you mad now. I'm going to make you mad now. We've been preaching the gospel of the kingdom of Israel. Anybody want to disagree? Jesus Christ died on that cross. And he said in 1 John that for this purpose was the Son of God manifest, even to destroy the works of the devil. There's a new king in town. I'm going to come. There's a new king in town. When he laid a hot dung on that cross, he said, it's finished. <laughs> I destroyed that old way. I fulfilled all of that. It's finished. Boys, we're now going to advance the kingdom. This message is absolutely anathema to the American church. The idea that we serve a conquering king here and now what? And Jesus said, thank you. And after that, John was put into prison. And Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of salvation, the gospel of repentance, the gospel of if it feels good, do it. No, he came preaching gospel of the kingdom. The kingdom? Fix that. He says a mark in saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the God. Wow! How do we miss this message? How does the modern American church miss this message? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. How do we miss it? Well, I know how. Because evil men crept in unawares and they <laughs> Change the truth of God into the lie and worship serve the creature. Remember, John F. Kennedy said infiltration. 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 And then we come in here and we speak the truth, and I can justify the truth to you, and people tell you you're in a cult. They're in a cult. They're in a cult. You get it? What's that? Something calling the some anyway. Come on in, Roger. I got more. <laughs> Thank the Lord you've got more. You know, I think of John the Baptist, and I would just share with those in the queue, if anybody ever tells you that you're going too far for Jesus, <laughs> or you're making people uncomfortable, just take them to John the Baptist and Matthew. Take them there. They will have no response. The other thing I love about John the Baptist and that whole illustration, that whole truth. Of all those born under man, the greatest ever born. Go ahead. Yeah. Yes, it's powerful confronting people. But if anybody deserved to be gotten out of prison by Jesus, <laughs> that's right. it was John the Baptist. Oh, if right. anybody deserved being saved from what was coming forward, it was John the Baptist. Right. But Jesus did not save him. Didn't even go visit him, Roger. Yes. He didn't even go visit him. And my point is, later on in that verse, it says, it says, like, you know, blessed is he who does not fall away on my account. Mm. That has always spoken to me that we're not always going to be saved by Jesus coming in and protecting us. But we still remain faithful to our faith in him as our savior and our king because it's victory in jesus isn't yes it? yes and like i said it is a powerful message when that pastor says well we don't kind of get involved with that or that's a little, no way to second pastor let's uh -huh. talk about old john the baptist a little bit right. then we'll know truth thank you well, thank you i've walked out of by the way i practice what i preach i've stood up and walked out of a couple churches in the middle of a of a feel-good, I'm, I'm just telling you the truth. I practice what I preach. Folks, I love the Lord. I don't love my church. I don't love my pastor. I do, but I, they're not they're not primary in my life. I love the Lord. Lauren. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Um, 
as you've been um, speaking this morning and sharing the Lord's heart, um, what comes to me is that if you're sharing other any other gospel, there's the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of this world. You're sharing the kingdom of Satan because yeah. he's the father of lies. So who's your who's your daddy? It's only one kingdom. Is the father of is it the father of lies, or is it the father of truth? Because in Corinthians we all know that in chapter thirteen it says love suffers long. And love and 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 that's God's patience and love suffers. It's not this mamsy mamsy pamsy, you know, uh, whatever the church has got because I got to have a big platform and um, I need to just sell my sheep to the nearest bidder because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna send some at the um at the whatever. I'm not a farmer, so I'm not gonna, but that's what they're doing and then they're having and the, and then all the sheep are grazing on astroturf instead mm. of in a green pasture and they're not being led and comforted and what you share coach is you're leading us by the still waters by sharing the truth yeah. your rod and staff they comfort us so we don't have to fear any evil because you are with us he's with you he's with you. yeah exactly yeah he's with us he's with us um, by the way, Laura Ann, I'm thinking about it. I'm sorry, don't change the subject. Uh, put your address in the chat there for me if you, if you want to share it or text it to me, whatever, if you would. By the yeah, way, gentlemen. Okay, I'll I'll send it to somebody to send it to you. Okay, that'll be good. That'll be right, good. Thanks. Hey, uh, John, Johnny, pull up Revelation 21.8. <clears throat> you better take this to heart, folks. He that, verse 7, he that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I'll be his God, and he shall be my son. But, but the fearful and the unbelieving shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Who? What about those homos? Those abominables and the murders and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and the idolaters and all those. What about them? Oh, yeah, they go too. But uh, first loads fearful and unbelieving. Those who said they were followers of Christ and and bent and bowed when they should have stood. Once saved, always saved. Uh, once saved, always saved. I, I get it. I get it. Jeff Nell. Hey, Coach, being yep. out there on the boots, on the ground, I got was walking my dog and carrying my sign, Jesus saves, and uh, uh, John 14, 6, and uh, I met this lady. She goes to Assembly of God, and she says, Jeff, you're too controversial. Yeah. That's a badge of honor, a badge of honor. She calls right. John the Baptist's head. Jesus, that's my man, <laughs> right? Come on, friends. Christianity's been hijacked. Janine. Um, if you could put up the um, 1820 dictionary for um, um, just a minute here for the gospel. <clears throat> okay, there it says it all, but we just don't take part of it. We take all of it the history, everything that's in it. And then at the, uh, let me see where it says, um, and there's still one thread that goes through it. It's always about Christ. And yet they'll make it into a version of their own. And also, if you look, could you go down a little bit, Spencer? It says, any general doctrine, a doctrine about what? Yeah. Or it's it's about his divinity and theology. So if it's about um, the salvation of Christ and everything, and uh, that will knock out many um, uh, different mm. religions because they don't believe in Christ, that will n knock out um, Catholicism because they put Mary above Christ. 
folks, or this is COVID, or at least COVID interest. Yeah, this is this is um, really narrowing it down to which gospel we're talking about. So, 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 uh, so words mean things, Janine and uh, Johnny. I'm looking right there, uh, or to fill with sentiments of religion. What are sentiments? What are sentiments, Johnny? Sentiments. Words mean things, folks. Sentiments it's serious, anyway. Is a thought promoted by passion or feeling. So we have a gospel of feeling, thought, opinion, notion, judgment. The salient of the mind formed by deliberating or reasoning. The sense, the thought, or opinion containing words, right? Sentiments. Wow. There's a different gospel, isn't there, folks? And we've been we warned more than more than once about warned more one more than warned more than once. Another gospel. No, there's another one out there. <laughs> there are a lot of them out there. Hmm? John Loveland, then Myra. <clears throat> Hey, good morning, everybody. Thanks, Coach. <clears throat> Excuse me. That word anathema there you had mentioned, uh, accursed, is it's under a great curse. These are definitions out of the Strong's and Greeks, uh, the Greek lexicon. It says that you're, they're under a great curse, a thing devoted to God without the hope of being redeemed, wow. to devote to destruction, and then listen to this, to declare oneself. This is a declaration they're doing to themselves to declare to declare oneself liable to severe divine penalties. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey Johnny, pull that up there. You say what, coach? I go to Webster's pull up anathema. Let him be anathema. A-N-A-T-H-E-M-A. Anathema. Don't you love this show? Don't you love this? Amen. Don't you leave here thinking. Anathema is excommunication with curses. Hence, a curse of denunciation by ecclesiastical authority accompanying excommunication. There are two kinds of anathema, judiciary and abjuratory. The former is pronounced by a council, pope, or bishop. The latter is the act of a convert who anathematizes the heresy which he abjures. <laughs> Man, we need a, 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 a thesaurus here, don't we? But John's right. An anathema is a curse you bring upon yourself. Wow, John. Boom. Let and and that's, that's cursed by God himself. That's right, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm getting nervous here. I'm getting nervous. Lord, you mean you're a judge and a righteous one? Woo! <laughs> Sorry. They told me you loved everybody. They told me I could do whatever I wanted to, and you loved me. Myra. Yes, Coach. Uh, Brother John, that is a powerful word. Thank you for sharing. It is written concerning the kingdom of, of God, and the kingdom has, is already here. Luke 17, 20, 22. And when he was deemed of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God shall come, he answered and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, Lo here, O lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. And he said unto the disciples, The days will come when ye shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and ye shall not see it. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Coach. Hey, Johnny, pull up uh, Galatians 1.8. But though we, or an angel of heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, then that which we have preached unto you, let him be. That word, by the way, is anathema. You get it, folks? 
And I want you to stop and think from all of us guilty. I'm guilty, Lord. Think of all the false gospels I've been following. Hey, look, look, folks, the prosperity gospel, it's in there. It's in the gospel. The healing gospel, it's, it's in there. It, it's, it's in there. Yeah. It's all in there. But it all subjugates itself or emanates from the gospel of the kingdom. And the gospel of kingdom is there's a new king. And he rules and he reigns right here, right now. It ain't a soon coming kingdom. His kingdom came. It came. It's here. It's within us. It's not someplace we're going. And what? Those guys that we read about in Hebrews, those first century Christians, did everything they could to overthrow the kingdoms of this world. And that's what we're supposed to do too. Despite what your sissy pastor tells you. Judah. Yeah, coach, it all comes back to Matthew 18, 6. But whosoever shall cause one of these little ones to believe in me to fall, it were better for him to then have a millstone hung around his neck and that would be drowned in the depth of the sea. Mm. Hey, Judah. When I pay my property taxes, am I causing one of those little ones to stumble? Just asking, folks. When I pay my property taxes and they put him on that little school bus from hell and they take him to the school where I'm paying the teachers and they teach him that he came from monkeys and that he can be a girl if he wants to. Am I guilty of what he just said? I, I hope not. That's why we uh, come to the knowledge of the Lord and we wake up. Mm. Huh? Yeah. I'd rather be a dead man than stand before the Lord and give an account for that. Amen. You see that little boy standing in front of me that my tax dollars poisoned his brain. I hope, I hope he doesn't show me that picture. Because I was too afraid that they might uh, hit me with fines and penalties for not supporting their Luciferian system. George. Thanks, Coach. Good morning. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And it's within you. And it's within you. Amen. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Hey, folks. The kingdom of heaven is not someplace you're going. <laughs> it's in you right now. What do you mean? He rules and reigns in you right now. Jesus Christ rules and reigns in your heart right now. The gospel of the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Don't, don't you get it? Can't you see it? Can't you see that they're programming us about some future kingdom all the while missing all the power and authority in this one? He already said, all power is given unto me, both in heaven and earth. Why? Because he's king of kings. It's all power given unto me, and I'm giving it to you. And you go teach them everything I taught you. But uh, the government's going to tell you you can't. Hmm? Well, who are you going to serve? Paul, come on in here, Paul. Jump in the fray. Got to unmute yourself. Can you hear me? Yes. Hey, man, how you doing this morning, Coach? Awesome, brother. Full of it. Got up running at three thirty-three. <laughs> Praise God. Hey, I just, I'm going to make it uh, short and sweet. Uh, you know, I was deceived for many years, uh, swayed by many winds of doctrine. You know, subscribe to the feel-good message. You know, I was involved with a, a seeker-friendly church. And things just, the more I dove into the Word, things just were not sitting right with me. There was a lot of questions I had. And the beginning of this year, my wife and I took some time out at the beginning of the year and just uh, together we, we dove in. Took some time off of work. 
I just sought God. And, you know, I began praying about it. And I'm like, okay, God, you have got to show me uh, where I'm missing it. If this message I've been subscribing to and listening to is not correct, uh, not sound. And he took me to one specific scripture. And if you don't mind, I'd like to read it out of the Amplified. Sure. Uh, it's Luke 9.23. Let John get it up on the screen, Paul. Hang on a second. All Luke right, 9.23. And put it in the Amplified, Johnny, if you can do that. Luke 9, 23. <clears throat> okay, it's up there, Paul. Right. And he was saying to them all, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must set aside selfish interests and take up his cross daily, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living, and if need be, suffering, perhaps dying because of faith in me. Wow. And that, that blew me away. It completely opened my eyes. And since that time, and, and this is not boasting by any means, but I have basically shut out the majority of all ministries that I was subscribing to. And I've just gone after God and his word. Amen, Paul. <laughs> I've lost, I've lost a lot of friends. Um, brothers in Christ have turned their backs to me. Um, yep. You know, to an extent I've been isolated in a lot of ways, but you know, at the end of the day, who cares? That's it. <laughs> because it's not about following men. It's not about gaining a following. It's about seeing people set free. And that's what we have to do. God bless you, Paul. And Thank he you, was saying to them all, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself and set aside selfish interests. And take up his cross daily, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me. Believing in me, conforming to me. My example in living, and if need be, suffering or perhaps even dying because of faith in me. For whosoever wishes to save his life in this world will eventually lose it through death. But whosoever loses his life in this world for my sake, wow. Whoever will lose his life in this world for my sake, he's the one who will save it from the consequences of sin and separation from God. What is a profit of man if he gains the whole world wealth, fame, success, and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed here and now of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Heavenly Father and of the holy angels. But I tell you truthfully, there are some among you standing here who will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. See the kingdom of God, not enter it. Some among here who will not taste death before they see it. Can I tell you something? I see it. He's the king. He has all authority and he has all power. And what he says, go. I see it. Jeff, come on in. Well, Coach, you're talking about furthering the kingdom, and the church is dropping the ball. Glenn texted me at 6 o'clock this morning and asked if we'd promote Pastor Tim Tuber tonight at 7. Oh, man, I, yes, I had a great conversation. Yeah, stuck my phone number in there. Anybody that wants, just text me your email. <laughs> I will get that to Glenn. He wants me to kind of transfer it. But So anybody, Glenn's putting out the, the, what, the link, you call it. Yeah. So I will get them to him if you just text my phone number. It's in the chat. And I'm telling you, Tim is doing a great job of teaching this. It just, yeah, Jeff, you know, I had a conversation with Tim yesterday. And we uh, one thing that we agreed on, we agreed on many things. But one thing that we agreed on is the average Christian don't know nothing. He's going to teach us tonight how to go win souls to Christ and don't wait on the pastor to do it. It's just simple. It's like He's making it very simple. It'll be good. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Thanks, Jeff. Hey, you want guys want to be part of that? Then text me or whatever. We'll get you the link. Thanks. Dave Allison or Sherry. 
Yeah, uh, amen to that, Jeff. One thing I can say is if Tim's teaching something, you're going to get the Word of God, unadulterated Word of God, and so bless him for that. But Dave, I got let, me, pray- let me stop. You. Dave, let me stop you a second. I just I want people to know this because in the conversation I had with Tim, I said, Tim, that's not my that's not my bailiwick. That's not my bailiwick. Dividing the Word of God like that, that's not my bailiwick. And thank God He says what's well, mine, and I'd I'd like to do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I got a phrase report, um, you know, um, last June at the, your event, we met Eileen Tash mm-hmm. at the event. I, I had, I had vaguely known of Eileen, but I'd really never met her. But I just want to say that uh, she's been a real blessing to Sherry and I. And so my mom's funeral, Eileen was right there uh, supporting us. And uh, she's running the race. In fact, she's running the race. She's out on the boardwalk right now doing her daily jog, listening to the show. So I want to, I want to thank the Lord for her. But one of the praise reports, so. Tim is showing us how to save people. That's awesome. Or, you know, tell, you know, let us have a better, better way. That's great. But coach, uh, this couple of days ago, we had a couple of people out here that from the city and uh, the wife um, had never experienced her second amendment. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we, we exposed her to that and to see her confidence build up. I, I mean, I've led some people to the Lord. But I don't, I don't know if I got this. I got just a great gratification seeing her build that confidence up and seeing that she could defend herself. And the, when she left here, it was actually we were shocked how well she was doing. And so, but again, that's what it's all about is, you know, leading people to Christ. But then they got to put in an armor. And what happened there in Maine, the yeah. enemy's always going to do evil. Right? It wasn't the gun, it's evil. And you're, by getting rid of guns, you're not going to get rid of evil. Anybody that thinks that they're out of their mind. But what's important is that when you're confronted by evil, you have to defend yourself, both physically and spiritually. So anyways, but I just want to praise the Lord for uh, Eileen and also for for Tim. Uh, thanks for Amen. sharing your wisdom with us. You know, you know what I'm most appreciative of? What I, I, I'm not patting myself on the back, but man, some of you guys are engaging. Huh? You've never engaged in your life. And you're coming alive and you're engaging. Wow. Nancy, come on in here. Come on down. You're the next contestant here. On Price is wrong. Okay, information in chat. Can somebody put it back in? Go, say it again, Nancy. Go ahead. We can hear you. What'd you say? Did anybody catch what she said? I'm sorry, Nancy. There you go. Say it again. I was saying I missed the stuff in chat. The phone number for the uh, preaching tonight. Okay. Can somebody okay. put that back. Okay. Somebody yeah. put the number. Thank oh, you. She wants. She wants to hear the preaching. Did somebody put that in the chat. Somebody do that for me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking in the chat. Put that in the chat. Amen. Amen. So, so look, I've, I almost, one of the things I was going to do today, maybe I'll do it tomorrow because I think it's so critically important. Really, really. The, for the most part, friends, we, we do not, we don't, uh, we don't understand the kingdom message. We don't understand it. But Jesus Christ is already ruling and reigning right here, right now. All power has been given unto me, both in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore. He, look, he, could, he couldn't make it any more clear. All power, both in heaven and earth is given unto me, he said. It's given unto me. He, devil, has no power. None. None. The only power he has is the ability to lie, deceive you. That's all That's all the power that he has. Make, make you become disobedient. That's why Jesus said the kingdom is within you. Why? Because if the kingdom is within you, the king is with you, and the king can overrule any of his subjects. The king is the authority. Take me to your leader. Well, he's your leader. Take captive every thought. Bring it to the obedience of Christ. Right? Huh? Walk in his precepts. He's king. Yeah. King of this world. All power. All power. In heaven and earth. Go, Randy. Quickly. Coach, quickly. Could it be, Coach, that the dispensations teaching took us out of that and put us into a time where the church was, it was just the church and that kingdom is later? Mm. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
yeah yeah that's right that's right boom randy huh boom and we're we're waiting for jesus to come he already came yeah he's coming he's returning but folks he's within you he says expedient i go away so i gotta leave because as soon as i get out of here i'll be in you (laughs) and we miss it we totally miss it all power is within us right now king of kings lord of lords ruling and reigning over all the earth right now here golly help us lord see you tomorrow